Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Mostly Low Budget Movie Reviews. I am your host, Clarence. Thank you for tuning in. I decided I wanted to give you guys some uh, movie suggestions. Uh, of course, still dealing in the horror vein, but I want to hit different subgenres uh, to keep things fresh and provide you with some different options depending on uh, what kind of horror movies you like and, of course, the level of horror that you can take. And I'm going to be diving into all different kinds, so, you know, stay tuned. You're going to want to pay attention to this series here. So, I decided to start out with the classic, the slasher. You know, so, just to be clear, what is a slasher? Now, it normally happens in a small place, a small town, something like that. The more isolated, the better. Uh, there's killer or killers that have some sort of motivation other than just a killing. But that's, that's not really a requirement there. It just usually has that. Uh, you got to kill the victims in more and more gruesome ways until there's a final person. Normally, it's uh, a female. Uh, and that female is going to win or she is going to die. Most of the time, the killer survives for another movie, uh, just in case it does well enough. Uh, now, that's just the outline. But it must have these three criteria in order for it to be considered a true slasher in my book. It's got to have a high body count. A bunch of people have to die. It's got to have the gory kill scenes where, you know, it's like getting more and more gruesome as they go on. And in order to do these kills, they have to have primarily non-firearm type weapons, meaning no guns for the most part, just cutting, bludgeoning, uh, clubs. I mean, any kind of weapon like that, that's what we want to see in our slasher movies. Now, there are a few other things that people like to include, like the killer being masked or disfigured somehow or hidden in the darkness, you know, young teenage victims. And those are more traditional inclusions, but the three requirements I listed are more in line with how they do it today. And just to make sure everybody's on the same page, what a, a slasher is, let me give you a few examples of the, you know, the classics in the genre. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Halloween and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre are all, you know, they're considered classics in that slasher vein. And they fit that criteria, of course, that we just listed above. But what I want to do is get into a few of the more less popular ones, so to speak. So I'm going to start out with the most extreme and it's called Terrifier 2. Now, this one came out last year and really outdoes the original in every way. It's even has this crazy runtime of two hours and 18 minutes, which goes way against, you know, how horrors normally run. The violence and gore are so over the top. This one is not for the squeamish or newbies to the genre at all. Art the Clown is resurrected and goes on this killing spree in a small town with the girl and the little brother being its primary targets. Uh, there's this one kill scene that goes on for at least... I mean, felt like three to five minutes, and it's very uncomfortable to watch. This is so extreme. Uh, this is, I mean, this is on the very, very extreme end of the genre that really leans into those three requirements that I stated. There's not much of a story, but you never get bored with it. This one is a must-see if you can handle, you know, all the violence and, and the gory stuff. Next up, I have an older one that really doesn't come up that much in discussions. But it's a good one. It's called You're Next. 
And what's unique about this one is how things are going along according to the slasher formula, but with a home invasion situation thrown in with a twist. I don't want to ruin too much for you, but one or more of the victims are not who they appear to be and are completely ready for this situation. The writing and performances are strong, and it really doesn't play out in a way that you expect all the way up until the ending. That ending is the final twist there, and like I said, I like the way that one plays out a lot. You're next. Uh, definitely check that one out. Now, finally, this comes out, the movies I'm going to talk about next came out um, in uh, last year. And I'm going to put the original and the sequel together because they're so good, and I'm talking about X and Pearl. Now, I would say these two are pretty much perfect examples of the genre. Now, X came out first, but it's actually the second in the timeline. It's about this group of young people that rent this uh, farmhouse to shoot this adult film. And things go left and the owners are actually the ones that, you know, kill them off. Now, Mia Goth plays two roles in X and reprises the role as Pearl. Uh, this role was just made for her. I can't even think about anybody else playing this role. She's worth the price of admission alone. Now, X follows the formula and has an ex excellent twist at the end if you're paying attention. The prequel shows us how Pearl becomes so unhinged and how she went down the path that she went down. Uh, there's this scene at the end where she delivers this like eight minute monologue and details how twisted up her mind is. I mean, just top-notch acting and the ending where you can actually literally see her break in that moment that you know she's never going to be okay and she's just broken i mean she deserved an award for that performance and side note i don't know why they don't give out or recognize horror performances more uh the academy and all those people and I mean, I get it. A lot of horror is, you know, there's a certain level of cheesiness to it and you have to accept certain things. But that doesn't negate that there's really some stellar performances that are done in some of these horror movies. I think the last one that I saw recognized was uh, Colette for Hereditary and she definitely deserved to be recognized for that movie. But Mia Goth was so good in uh, X and Pearl. I, I don't understand how she didn't win something for that. So to recap, if you want something that's just super extreme, that's just super gory, all killing all the time, definitely check out Terrifier 2. That one will not disappoint. Uh, it's very long. It is a time investment, and there's, of course, there's a lot of stuff in there they didn't need to really put in there. But, again, if you really want that super gory horror experience, Terrifier 2 is the one you want to watch. You're next. If you want something a little bit more cerebral and while, you know, like I said, violent, but not just over the top like Terrifier 2 and with some nice twists there, you're definitely going to want to check out your next. And finally, like I said, Mia Goth alone is, is just excellent in X and Pearl. But again, those two movies follow the formula and they're perfect as far as a watch. I mean, I actually would suggest to watch them out of order. I would suggest you watch Pearl first and then watch X, even though they came out in the opposite order, because then going into X, you kind of more understand, you know, Pearl's perspective and how, and, and where she is in that situation in her life. But 
Anyway, with that being said, I'm going to close it out right here. If this is the first time, don't make it your last. This has been a Podbean production, mostly low-budget movie reviews with Clarence. Thank you for the support. I appreciate it. Um, thank you for spending a few minutes listening to me. I do have like another review I'm going to drop probably tonight uh, on a movie that was streaming on Shudder exclusively. It's a new Shudder original and they've actually purchased this franchise now, I believe, is why they keep coming out there. Um, if you want to know what that is, you got to come back and listen to the podcast. But, again, I appreciate you guys, and I'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>